Inside. Lock your doors and turn on your lights. This is not a test. It's finally time for the forever. Welcome back, Ghosts and Ghouls, to the finale episode of the Forever Boogus Half Halloween Podcast. And it's me, your ghoulish host that knows the most, B-Boy, Spooky Bryce, staring at the beautiful fangs of my best friend, Jamie Killsby, a.k.a. Hello again, this is uh, Gary Pumpkinman from Pumpkinman and Pumpkinman Attorney at Law. So happy um, you're making your return. <laughs> mm-hmm, yes, here for all your paranormal law needs. But actually, uh, really exciting thing. So we're in, we're in May, yeah, which is a great time to revisit the film May, as mm. suggested by Eli on our last Halloween podcast. R.I.P. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, He's still with us. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, May marks uh, uh, on the calendar that we're halfway through the calendar year to Halloween. And who better to join us than the spooky boys from Haunted Hangover? That's Whoa. right. Yeah. So we have we have Scary David back on the show <laughs> and Louie. What up, Hey, what up? fellas. Thank you guys so much for spending this evening with of us. Of course. Life with yeah. Louie, man. Yeah. Yes, life with Louie. <laughs> life with Louie. Did you get that a lot? Did you get that a lot as a kid? I did. It was kind of annoying. Did you, did you lean into it at all no. or no? I always got that and that stupid like Louie Louie song. I hated it. Both, oh, uh, damn. both things. Was not a fan. <laughs> all I ever had was uh, uh, Jamie had a gun. <laughs> Jamie's got a gun. Yeah. But I would lean into the Louie Anderson. Louie Anderson. <laughs> I'm surprised. Anyway, but also uh, Scary David is yep. back. I was holding it down. I was holding it down for Louie uh, the last time I was on here. You did. Uh, Lou was not able to join us the last time we talked about Halloween, so you you represented hard. I mean, I, I hope that a uh, few listeners got uh, turned on to you guys because you truly represented. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. For sure. And by the way, I was called Catman when I was a kid because my last name's Catalano. So. Oh, <laughs> Catman. All right, so we got Louis Anderson. We got Catman. My 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 cousin called me James and the Giant Pe- Giant Peach for a while, which is fine. Uh, Bryce, what did you get called as a kid? Dickhead or whatever? Uh, pretty much. No, no I, I got kidding. called Bruce a lot. People would just mispronounce my name. It would just be yeah. Bruce. It would annoy the shit out of me. But I've leaned into it quite a bit since then. I think I call you Bruce all the time on accident. I have a coworker named Bruce. Uh, You've only done it once. Okay, At least well, I've only I, noticed it once. I do it in my head all the time. <laughs> well, I think uh, having you guys on this episode is very fitting because this is the last episode of the Half Halloween podcast season. And uh, Louie, can you tell us a little bit more about the Haunted Hangover podcast? So, the Haunted Hangover podcast is a show where we basically talk about Halloween 365 days a year. Like, all aspects (laughs) of it. It could be nostalgic (laughs) memories, Halloween films, Halloween specials. Junk food. Uh, What else, Dave? We we basically talk about anything (laughs) Halloween related. (laughs) Junk food. (laughs) Commercials. If, if If Halloween's associated with something... We can talk about it. Right. So that's basically what Haunted Hangover is. Yeah. And you guys have been doing this for a year yep. now. Yes. So yes, congratulations. Yes. You made you. it over the year hump. Thank you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of, pe- a lot of people quit at six months. I just saw <laughs> like a, a vine or whatever that said, whenever somebody asks me to be on a podcast, I tell them, call me again in six months because you know in six months they'll, they'll be done with it. But I actually, I, I love the podcast, guys. You guys do a great job. Thank and if you, you are a year-round uh, – Halloween head, uh, they're they're great people to subscribe to, and I also want to just say that you guys are a truly a testament to um, both personally and socially. In uh, when you're feeling something creative, you got to go and do it. You got to make it happen. And yes. I say that in a social sense because I one day was like, "Holiday Hangover." That's my website. I'm gonna make a website all about my love for the holidays year round. I didn't do it. Haunted Hangover uh, came out. There you go. (laughs) I remember the day I saw you guys. I was like, you motherfucker. I didn't know I'd be friends with you guys. So, uh, (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, today on the Forever Boogus Half Halloween podcast, we're talking Snicker Treat 93. 
Yeah, dude. Good year. Does anybody remember watching this when it premiered in 93? So I was 10 years old when this premiered. I don't recall watching it specifically, but I have a feeling I did because Nickelodeon was my shit, you know, (laughs) all up until I was like, you know, like 15, 16 years old. So I'm pretty sure I have. What about you, Louie? Um, I don't remember if I watched this live. Uh, the Ren and Stimpy and Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, I, I believe I remember watching those. I do. But the actual event as a whole, I don't like remember. So maybe, maybe not. Okay. 93 was a long time ago. So. It kind of was. <laughs> so. What about you, Jamie? Do you remember this one? I actually, I know. You know what? I, I've seen all these episodes in hindsight, but I absolutely did not watch this live at the time. I was still very much a uh, over-the-air antenna broadcast television oh, guy yes. at this time. Okay. Uh, as I've as I've spoken about in the past, you know, my Star Trek: Next Generation, Hercules, Zeta. That was that was more of my shit at the time because that's what we had. Um, but you know what? I noticed watching this, not having Nickelodeon that young age, you are bombarded with toy commercials. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, it's nonstop. Toys, 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 toys. But I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's very <laughs> funny. I, all the TV. It is very fitting, and of course they would do because it's for kids and stuff. But all the TV I took in, I realize now it's all like commercials for uh, mesothelioma and (laughs) and stuff like that and and medication. So, uh, yeah, Nickelodeon commercials are way more fun. And, and, you know, we're talking about this 93 uh, Snicker Treat special. Bryce sent us all a copy to watch. It included the commercials. So, we've got a lot of toys in there to talk about, Mm -hmm. too, along the way. We definitely do. So, I was four years old when this premiered, and I actually do remember watching this when it premiered. Because I believe this this was the same year that the Rugrats Halloween episode premiered as well and i would have like a very vivid memory because we just got cable and we just got the box oh, wow. mm-hmm. so like it's every time i watch this i have like a nostalgia blast it is fantastic <laughs> louis did you go uh grow up in queens uh the bronx originally i moved to queens when i was about okay. 10 or 11 so so did you have cable as a kid because being in the new york new jersey area man that over the air antenna coming right from the trade center you got a shit ton of channels oh, for sure <laughs> uh, we, we had cable i remember like, see, i remember when i was like three years old seeing like the old hbo logo on tv so oh, this was yeah. this was so yeah this was like 89 so you had the hook yeah yeah we had yeah. i'm pretty sure we had an illegal box I don't think all that. Yeah, the hot yeah. box around here. I, I have the spice yeah. channel. I had all yeah, that good the stuff. Oh yeah, me too. Dude. <laughs> Learned a lot about myself. Uh, David, where'd you I'm, grow up? I'm in Long Island, so I'm only like 25 minutes away from Louis. We're oh, very shit. close. Yeah. Yep. Well, this is um, the original '93 lineup of Snick. So you have Clarissa explains it all, Roundhouse, The Ren and Stimpy Show, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? So. Uh, Each episode is either like a Halloween special or it's kind of like their scary, spooky episode. And since there are like four of us here, I figured we will pick a a show each that we'll focus on. And then uh, we'll just briefly talk about it and then talk about our thoughts and our opinions and maybe even some trivia that we have that we figured out or have found. How do you guys feel about that? Sounds good. So in. Okay. All right. So the block kicks off with a few noteworthy commercials. Uh, the first one is a commercial for the Disney Halloween uh, premiering on the Disney Channel. And it even says, like, if you don't have it, call your cable provider today, <laughs> right now, and demand the Disney Channel. Did they do a lot of stream crossing back then with, with, with that stuff? It's, that was surprising It's mostly to me. just the commercials. Like, even I, I remember seeing a Cartoon Cartoon Friday commercial on Nickelodeon. So, yeah, there was a little bit of crossing the streams. I wonder if they're all like Ted Turner companies or something. I I, I really don't know. Yeah. More than likely. Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, there's also uh, another ad for the Tiger handheld Street Fighter 2 game. <laughs> Do you guys remember this <laughs> <Absolutely>. one? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have that? Because I got to say something about those Tiger handhelds and nostalgia. I'm starting to notice that they're re-releasing those Tiger handhelds. They're, they're fresh on shelves now. I don't Let understand Let me just tell that. you something. They sucked. <laughs> they were not <laughs> they good. They <were> trash. <laughs> 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 They're fucking horrible. And- 
and uh, we're starting to tap out the well and the nostalgia well here. You know, we're starting to tap yes. it out. If we're getting down to Tiger Electronics games, like we've seen it all. Rug- we watched all the Rugrats series to watch. We got to just look towards the future <laughs> yep. now. Now it's time to get nostalgic for the early odds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm there, <laughs> dude. The yeah, yeah. Crank 2, maybe sign me up. Crank 2. Listen, man. Uh, people our age are ancient at this point. I, I'm pretty sure that's what like kids see us as. Like these like... Just dust, mummified, like just people falling apart. So, and I agree. I that's kind of how I feel. I I agree. Those uh, those Tiger Electronic handheld things sucked. And I was in a Toys R Us, and I think uh, which one did I see? I don't think it was this one. It might have been like a Marvel X Men one or something like that. And I remember holding it, and it weighs nothing. You know, I, I didn't realize like if you dropped it. It would probably shatter into a million pieces. I did have a Lion King one, and I don't really remember what happened yeah. to it, but I'm pretty uh, sure it probably broke because of how crappy <laughs> they were. I, I'm convinced they don't work. Yeah. I'm convinced that like the buttons don't really interact with the game at all. No, uh, they were trash. Uh, they were trash. I have no proof there. I just I, that's just what I think. <laughs> it's just the game. It's just the game itself. Just just animating itself. That's that's pretty yeah, good. It's just happening, and you're pressing the buttons. Yeah. But there's also a uh, another commercial for a board game. Called it from the pit. Yes. Oh the yeah. It from the pit. Is sick. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. yeah, it is. I wish I had. I wish I like actually got a chance to play that game. I, I think when I saw the commercial, like the jingle and all that, like it it, it brought me back. But I mm-hmm. never owned it, and I I don't think I knew anyone that actually had a copy of that game. Like no one owned Same yeah, here. it. Was, it was one of those games, just like the. Uh, What's that monster face guy? Another one. Awesome commercial. Oh, yeah. monster it's monster face. face. Awesome, yep. awesome concept, but I don't know anyone that had the actual game yeah. or whatever it You're was. You're looking at somebody here and Jamie. Jamie <laughs> yeah, had it me too. too. Me Lucky too. bastards. What, what, I, where I, what I lacked in, in cable television, I was a cute kid, so we had really big Christmases. I had every fucking board game and action figure you could <laughs> Lucky have. Lucky you. Uh, yeah. yeah. But then exactly. I, I grew up into Shrek, so I'm glad I got my – you know, my, my youthfulness out of that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now the, uh, the snick retreat actually begins with a bumper from welcome freshman, uh, where one of the girl characters is walking in like the hallway. It's all dark mm-hmm. and you see like lightning in the distance. And then a beheaded head is in a locker saying, Snicker treat, happy Halloween, or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I love the aesthetic of it. Was that a Nickelodeon mainstay, that guy? Was that somebody we should know? Yes, it's the principal from Welcome Freshman. <laughs> oh, god damn it. I, I don't I don't remember that at all. Like that show or whatever it was. I remember at all. it. That's a show I don't think I've ever really watched, but I do remember it. And uh, like you said, the aesthetic of it was really good. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. I'm ju- I just had a I just had a oh god damn it gut reaction because it's just like, yeah, well. Welcome freshman and teen angel. All right, go to Bryce's house for a double feature of useless shows that no Dude, one's ever heard of. Please, we can all hang out and watch Welcome Freshman and Teen Angel. That would be amazing. I, I, I've ne- I have not. I consider myself uh, a bit of like a TV and movie guy and nostalgic guy. I've not heard of Welcome Freshman before this moment. Yeah, same well, check here. Check it out. I'd just like to say I've had the pleasure of watching TV at Bryce's house, and it was amazing. <laughs> You have to come check out the new basement. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> so let's get in the nitty gritty of Snicker Treat 93 here. And the first show that came on was Clarissa Explains It All. And Jamie, I believe you're the one who's covering this. Am I correct? I'm the one. Uh, I've been here all along. I'm the one <laughs> uh, waiting here so long. That kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so we I, I got to watch uh, – well, I watched the whole thing, but I, I got to watch and specifically break down Closer Explains It All. And I've never – I do have like nostalgic memories of this show. I imagine all of us do here, yes. right? We've all watched Definitely. it as a kid. Yeah. But I don't, when I think about my Nickelodeon nostalgia, as I mentioned, I, I got Nickelodeon a little bit later in the game. So I think about like Hey Arnold and Cat Dog and mm. stuff like that. My nostalgia okay. doesn't automatically go to this. And I found this show, is this show like, I mean, is this episode accurately representative of the rest of the series do you think or does it i feel i feel like it is i would say yeah. so for the most okay. part yeah Th- this show has got like add uh <laughs> and I, it's it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because i felt like every literally every 15 seconds of this episode what the episode was about changed you know so like <laughs> yeah. at its core it's like okay the the 
uh, Clarissa and Ferguson are, are home alone and it gets spooky. That's basically what the episode is about. But every 15 seconds, you're like, okay, I think I, all right, I get it. Now they're going to, it's about the movie. Oh, no, nope. wait, I get it. Somebody, oh, no, wait, I get it. Like every, <laughs> it changes. It's like a yes and. I, that's how like Family Guy operates too. Yes. You know, and, and as I was taking notes about this episode, I felt like a, person in second grade making a book report and then they went up the stairs and then they opened the closet and then they, you know like it, it, there was a lot of and then but yes. um uh yeah this this uh first of all i gotta make note of her huge giant shirt did you guys notice how big her shirt was yes. in this with boots Doc Martin i'm pretty sure that would fit yeah. me now two, yeah. two giant boots yep. she's got the two yes. giant boots the two doc martins but the shirt the t-shirt is massive yeah. dude it's like, like an extra extra large it's yeah, we, crazy it's a t-shirt but if you guys haven't seen it um the listeners out there, uh, you can imagine uh, a girl wearing a t-shirt, but it's so big that the sleeves are basically a long sleeve on her. Yeah. Uh, almost. It's almost under it's like a dress, It's a big ass shirt. Yes. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. It's very indicative of fashion today because the whole 90s thing has really come back in full oh, yeah. force as yep. far as fashion goes. So Yeah, she's she's uh, Billy Eyelash <laughs> in this episode. Uh, I love you, Jamie. Fashion is very secular, man. Um Okay, so we start off with a little uh, NPP lesson uh, from Clarissa here. It's not OPP, it's NPP, which is no parents, please. And, you know, this is still, still very of its time. Parents are lame and stupid and stuff like that. And um, you know how that is. That's, that's indicative of everything of this era, the gross out toys and no parents allowed. <laughs> no parents allowed is right. Like I said, the show has kind of ADHD in this episode. It changes by the minute what this is about. But at its core, Clarissa's parents, uh, they leave her and Ferguson home alone for the night. That's, that's, that's really what it's all about. And by the way, do you guys remember um, – kind of schoolyard rumors about random things. Like, you remember, like, in middle school when we all decided to spread the rumor that Maris- Marilyn Manson got his his ribs, ribs removed so he could give himself a blood? Do you guys yes, remember, like, remember that kind that. of shit? Oh, yeah. Yes. Of course I do. <laughs> I, you know, one of the last, what, once I was starting to age out of those rumors, uh, one of the last ones I heard was that Ferguson uh, went on to be the singer of Mindless Self-Indulgence. Did you guys hear that? Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, That's and, a and so, like, wild. Yeah, before, and that was a big one in my middle school, my high school and stuff, and, and like before the internet was so readily available that you could just Google it really quickly and figure out that it's not true. We were all just like, oh, shit, I guess uh, I guess that's true. <laughs> I wish he I uh, wish he was the singer of that band. That would be that's amazing. I, I do, I do. Too. <laughs> he was Jimmy Urin. His name is Jimmy Jer- Urin. Yeah, Jimmy Urin. Yep. <laughs> he, uh, but uh, they have a song where um, – he says, uh, "He says if you're so smart, explain this, Clarissa." And then after the breakdown, he's like, "Come on, me, Ferguson. Come on, me, Ferguson." So I think that's where it came from. But anyway, more than likely, um, the first thing they do as soon as the parents leave is they order mad pizzas and they go to watch Beetlejuice. And actually, Beetlejuice gets a proper shout out here. They don't give it a fake name like uh, Bug Juice or anything. They they yeah. properly shout out Beetlejuice, and it it, it turns out that the video store accidentally swapped out their tape with a copy of Psycho Cop 4. Right. A- accidentally, <laughs> right. Well, what's what's interesting here is that Psycho Cop 4 is not a real movie. They never made it to 4 in the Psycho Cop franchise, but Psycho Cop is. Yes. And Psycho Cop, the titular Psycho Cop, is played by uh, Vance Refrigeration uh, from The Office. Uh, oh, Bob something, Bob, I Bob think. Vance. Oh, wow. Bob Vance, yeah. Vance Refrigeration. That is Psycho Cop. And, uh, of course, Psycho Cop is sort of like a, a, a B version of an already B movie with Maniac <laughs> Cop starring uh, Wonder Bruce Campbell. Uh, Bruce, well, come on. That's a Robert Zadar yeah. flick. Bruce oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert yeah, Zadar, yeah. of course, duh. <laughs> yeah. Chin he's Man in himself. There, but but he's, he's, barely, he's barely in that. They, you know... He's in the first and second one. Come on. (laughs) Well, he's in the second (laughs) one, like, as a truck explodes with him in it or something stupid like that. (laughs) Wonderful movies. But uh, could you notice I'm I'm not talking about Clarissa at all? I'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so actually, there's a great line when they're watching the movie in the episode. You hear somebody say, put the gun down, junkie. They say the word junkie, I know. which yes. I think is like, it's a little <laughs> racy these days to use the and word junkie. Someone else says, hasta luego, slime bowl. <laughs> yep. I, th- I think that was Billy West. It sounded like Billy West who provided that voiceover. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to uh, ask the Nickelodeon gods that. We also get a very rare set piece for the show, which is her basement. We don't see the basement yes. very often. Yeah. And I always like a nice basement set piece. And uh, every especially good- if it's creepy, <laughs> exactly. Like this every one. every yeah. good scary story has a has a basement set piece on it. In my notes, I had wrote down the basement looked like a laser tag place. Oh, like it wow. looked like it was a part of like of an arcade, like really from the early nineties that like kind of had a shtick. Like there was a comic book store that was over by me that used to be like a cave. Like it looked like like when you walked in, it was yeah. set up like a cave. That's awesome. You know what? You, you nailed that because it they it doesn't look like a real basement. And I think no, that's no, the point that you're getting across. And I think you nailed it with the with the laser tag or themed arcade place because I didn't think of that. But I'm watching I'm like this does not look like a basement. You know, like the the <laughs> no. this, the the concrete of the wall is clearly like foam you know painted yeah. and, and it's awesome i love it oh yes frankenstein's lab or something like that and then they converted it over to a basement yeah ironically enough ferguson takes out his lab in yeah. the basement later which we'll get to um so then this is this is how it goes to the and then and then because <laughs> clarissa discovers a ransom style note surrounded around the house that uh leads her on a kind of scavenger hunt thing okay it uh Leads her to Ferguson's room, which scares her. And then that leads her to this chase scene, which brings her to that uh, basement set we were talking about. Um, Clarissa tells Ferguson about it, which is a story of a janitor, uh, in this case, who fell into radiation and uh, his hand was cut off and, and I guess, buried into the foundation of the house. <laughs> Very elaborate. <laughs> and then uh, Clarissa uses a baseball glove to to simulate that rotten hand and scare Ferguson uh, and which leads to and the end, which leads to a prank <laughs> war uh, between the two water balloons, all kinds of stuff, every kind of prank that you could imagine um, until, you know, there's a, a knock at the door, which scares really scares them both, scares them both a lot. And uh, it scares them both so much that uh, that Ferguson grabs his Denver, the last dinosaur plush for comfort. Did you guys catch that? Yes, I was going <laughs> to yes. mention that. It's it's a rad stuffed animal. I kind of wish I had that in my collection. <laughs> I know. It's never too late. I'm looking behind you with your 7-Ups and your uh, Pizza Pizza. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're ready. But, uh, yeah, so they're getting scared now. It seems like somebody's coming into the house. There's muddy footprints at the doorstep where the knock was. They realize that, uh, oh, shit, I left the ladder on my window. They run upstairs. Somebody's actively trying to get in. They close the door. Uh then back to the basement set, we see Ferguson's wonderful um, lab that Louie brought up. Secret and, lab. Uh, secret yep. lab. And they set up all these traps. It's wonderful. Little Home Alone bits here where they're yes. blasting this guy, beating the shit out of him. And of course, turns out to be the dad. <laughs> Damn it, Marshall. <laughs> I'm going to see how you have. <laughs> so what's the lesson here? Well, the lesson is... Maybe it is scary to be home alone because the kids uh, then decide they don't want to be home alone that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, so decidedly not a Halloween episode. There's no trick-or-treating. There's no candy. There's no ho- – this doesn't take place on <laughs> Halloween night proper. But it is like kind of a scarier-themed episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see some of these – we get to see a new set piece. I don't see, I don't think that basement set piece is used much at all. That's, that's the first and only time it's ever been used. Oh. So that's got – there's somebody out there who knows more about Nickelodeon than us that's screaming. That's like season three, episode four of Hey Freshman. They used it again, you know. But uh, sorry, I just don't know that. But uh, you got to believe Nickelodeon, that Universal lot. They're very crafty. They definitely use that set again. I like. I'm thinking, can't find proof, but I do think that living room was was later recycled to be the Keaton and Kel living room. Um, but decent enough episode and, and a good entryway into this um, Snicker Treat special. Definitely. Yeah, and I think we have to mention. It came from somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> Dave, you want to talk a little more about that? 
So they're basically just recreating Frankenstein's monster, and it's like a hundred takes, and you got Sam who's being really goofy, he's being yes. very goofy and clumsy, you know, and and like the mom's wiping like little schmutz off of Ferguson's face, and and, and the dad is dressed. You know, we finally reveal what is he dressed up like a Jamaican oh, or something? He's like, no, he's, he's, like, he's like a hippie. He's a hippie. I'm sorry, so I'm completely <laughs> off. Um, but you know, it's it's like a cute little thing, and, and you know, it's funny the one thing that I actually wrote down from my note about this bit was I said it's so weird where they pause on Clarissa's face when they were finished with that part. Yeah, it's pretty awkward. <laughs> it's pretty odd. Yeah. Because it's for like 30 seconds and it's so weird. It's pre-Dan pre Schneider too. Dan Schneider was not employed uh, oh, by no. Nickelodeon at this point and if he yeah. was you wouldn't be surprised. Oh boy. Hey, by the way, just to throw it in there, that, that episode was titled The Darling Wars. I just confirmed okay. that. Original air date Perfect. October 24th, 4th, 1992, The Darling Wars. Nice. Closer explains wow. it all. So this wasn't the premiere of that episode. That's that's pretty cool, though, that they incorporated it in the uh, Snicker Treat 93 lineup. Well, the, the next show that came on is one of my personal favorites, Roundhouse. Yeah, cool. yeah, one of your personal favorites, man, and and I think that you you might be one of the few people that championed Roundhouse. <laughs> I honestly, I hated Roundhouse when I was younger. Like, I would always change the channel uh, during Snake when Roundhouse came on. I'm so happy that all that came and replaced them. Yeah, but you know, in hindsight and like rewatching all the old episodes of Roundhouse. <laughs> It kicks ass. It was like way ahead of its time. Mm. Any any of these shows that you didn't appreciate back then, they are at the very least a good um, timestamp for for where we were as a society and stuff back then. Like yeah. I remember uh, when Hey Dude would come on as a kid, I'd be like, Oh, oh, oh Hey Dude still sucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Hey Dude. No, no offense. No offense. The theme song rocks. Um, yes. Hey, yeah. dude. I'll listen to that anytime. <laughs> Don't get me started. For those who may not be familiar with Roundhouse, it's this really fast-paced sketch comedy show that incorporates music performances and dance sequence. Uh, I think it's definitely targeted towards more like older kids or teenagers. And uh, if whenever it, the camera pans out into the audience, they all look older. Like nobody younger than I'd say mm-hmm. 10. Uh, they, they look like older kids in the in the audience, and for some reason, it reminds me a lot of In Living Color. Oh yeah, but like the stage was a lot smaller, so like a lot smaller sets, and like very rarely they'll have costume changes. Mm-hmm. You said you watched this as a kid, right? Yes, but I would always change the channel when it came on. I did not like it as a kid. <laughs> did you watch it during this block as a kid, or did you turn it off even for this? I, I can't recall. I don't remember. Yeah. So it's just interesting that I brought up that this kind of reminds me of In Living Color because this was created by Bud uh, Stefferfield, which is a former writer of In Living Color. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of makes sense. No, I mean, yeah, that does yeah. make sense. Interesting. So each episode revolved around the family, any family, and their problems in daily life. And this specific episode uh, is revolved around the, the common theme of fear, more specifically, the daily fears that we face. Uh, and I believe the biggest thing that, that that's being feared in this episode is asking someone to the dance. <laughs> yeah, man, that's still a trembly thing to this day. The struggle. <laughs> this, this, uh, it's a struggle. <laughs> truly a struggle, man. And you'd have to, you know, you make eye contact or when the slow stong starts from across the room. Oof. And you got to, oh, you got, this is our time. Meet up in the middle. And you finally meet up in the middle and it's at the end of the song and you're just awkwardly standing there staring yeah, at each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. I, I hated school dances. The thing I found interesting <laughs> about this show, like watching it back now, a lot of those, like, actors were adults yes one of the dudes one of the dudes looks like he's like 35 years old i was like wait a second (laughs) yes you would think it'd be teenagers they they still do that like in in tv and movies they still have like 35 year old dudes playing high school (laughs) characters like so strange it was was really really weird but if you want to talk about an adh tv show this is the one to watch because it is all over the place (laughs) it is at rapid fire Uh, sometimes it's hard to catch the punchline because they're constantly going to the next mm-hmm. thing. But I wanted to highlight some of my favorite segments. And if you guys have 
any comments or any thoughts on it, please go ahead and, and say it aloud. Uh, the first one was uh, Class Clown Training School, where they're talking about if you want to be popular, you have to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> was anybody here a Class Clown? Uh, I wasn't. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. I, 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 I wouldn't give myself that title, but I was more than I was that more than it was anything else. <laughs> Me too. And uh, it it doesn't it doesn't do a whole lot for you. Uh, no. I'll, I'll give you that much. I'll tell you. You know. Yeah, especially now, and we're all in our 30s. Like, it's not, it doesn't help us no. at all. Yeah. I'm, uh, a but- <laughs> I'm a 30-year-old class clown. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, the other one I thought was a lot of fun was uh, Mason Magooey. And this, like, little skit, this character, Mason Magooey, has food stuck in his braces. But it's like a full-on half-eaten sandwich, like, hanging off his face. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I found that to be really funny. It's so silly. I think <laughs> uh, when, you were talking, when you were talking about how they they don't really give you a moment to digest the punchline of each joke, they just hop into the next one. I, uh-huh. I really do think that's intentional. It's kind of like the newest Star Wars movie. They're like, if they show you enough, you won't notice what's happening is bad, so they yeah. just keep showing you as much as they can. <laughs> You know. <laughs> More content means good content, right? Yeah. No, no. Here's the next thing. No, no, no. They're back on the, the, the desert planet. Come on. More stuff. <laughs> this show right. reminds me of like improv. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to like an improv show where uh, they're just wearing man, like yeah. plain clothes and doing weird shit. I've never been into improv. But the yeah, thing I noticed yeah. about this show, going back to that sandwich bit, it's like a running gag. Like, they they keep going yes, throughout the whole it. show. It's, it's really. Yes. It's. it's Funny the first time, and then you're just kind of like, okay, you're you're kind of burying the joke now. It's not as funny anymore by by the time the episode <laughs> yeah. ends. So I was just like, all right, it's lit, and that's how improv is. It's just not funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you. So. It's it, improv is is just searching for a funny nugget the whole time, and and sometimes they catch it, and sometimes yeah. they don't. And it's like uh, I always. You guys the- never liked whose line is it anyway? Come on, Drew. Oh, that was a better yeah. show than no. this. I, I liked whose line is it anyway? But this was I did this too. was a, a, a rough watch. <laughs> it, it is. It's a rough watch. Um, and then there's also a song breakout about a monster under the bed. Uh, I guess like the mother and the daughter were talking and the daughter was like, mom, what do you fear? And she had like a heartfelt little talk with her. It's like, well, there's a monster under the bed that I'd always be scared that would pop out and staple me to the headboard and suck all my blood out. Like it was really, really strange. And it came out of nowhere. And then they break out into the song um, pretty much about uh, this monsters and they're really scary. And I will say though, the, the lighting is like a hundred percent, Halloween aesthetic and I know Dave you've been talking about you talked about vaporwave quite a bit on the haunted hangover podcast like this I always do screams vaporwave to me just the aesthetic (laughs) the vaporwave aesthetic is always something I always try to highlight whenever I see it because um (laughs) it's definitely it's definitely uh a 90s thing oh yes definitely when uh technology was beige yeah, yeah. Yes. just like what's yes. the best what's the best color for this uh high tech piece of of computer uh beige, beige. khaki let's make it khaki color <laughs> or eggshell oh my yeah eggshell egg yep yeah. yep I think my favorite segment though is uh dad word scissor feet oh yeah <laughs> the dad has these super long toenails and he like cuts up like wrapping paper for a present he cuts up his daughter's hair to make it look all grunge and stuff. <laughs> It's fantastic. It's a cool little practical piece there that they have. It's like the rubber <laughs> yes. foot or whatever. Yeah, it was cool. Looking. It is the best joke in the in the episode. So yeah, it really it's is. It's like literally yeah. the only part I remember. Uh, you know, the rest. Of- <laughs> <laughs> the rest is a little bit of a blur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, in each episode, they always do like channel surfing, and they make fun of like things that were popular back in the 90s. For like, for instance, instead of Unsolved Mysteries, they have Unsolved Puzzles. And mm. uh, they're solving the, the puzzle of Don King, whether if he's a troll doll or not. <laughs> with oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that little bit. It's so dumb. It's great. Can I share a very quick story about Don King? Because I <laughs> yeah, have let's one. Do it. I let's shouldn't do have it. one, but I have one. Uh, years ago, <laughs> years ago, I was in... Uh, I was in Manhattan. 
Um, I was over by a store called Fat Beats, which was a hip-hop store. It's not open anymore. They sold records, tapes, CDs, had lots of in-stores. And I was with my friend, um, and we were walking out of Fat Beats. We were walking around, and we see this crowd. And I see this guy in a denim jacket, and he's going, that's the best damn box re- boxing promoter that's ever lived. And we're looking, we're looking, and it's fucking Don King walking <laughs> around the park. And I had a sidekick at the time. Wow. So, <laughs> like, I wasn't, like, familiar with the camera on a sidekick kick and so i'm like oh don king like what's up man he's like what's up guys and he's like can we, can we take a picture with you and he's like yeah yeah come on so this guy is literally wearing a jacket with his face on it and he's that got awesome. people following him and we stop and i'm like i have no idea how to use this fucking thing and he goes i gotta go perhaps another time man it was amazing it man. was amazing that is so you're saying it never happened, it never happened. <laughs> well the, you know the truth is if you did get the picture on a sidekick that it would just be lost in the void at this yeah. point anyway so the story that's true is very true you know? and so there was yeah. another um little channel that they made fun of called bspn uh which is like the, the sports channel and they're they were talking about the best blind basketball player ray charles barkley mm. <laughs> i don't think they'd use they, they'd come up with a joke like that today honestly no, no. it would not fly in today's no. society no. no absolutely not <laughs> Well, the, the episode pretty much wraps up with the main character, Kathy, uh, finally gets asked to the dance, and then they go into the final song and stuff about them actually at the dance, and then that's it. That's that's the episode. <laughs> and the episode was entitled Fears, if anybody is uh, interested in watching that one. So when I watched it, I totally forgot about it. Then I, I heard the theme song and the intro, and I remembered yeah. it. I was like, okay, yes. it's this show. That's what happened to me, and It's too. a catchy theme yeah. song. And no, it definitely is. I never watched it. Um, I have to be honest with you. I was not a big fan of it. Um, I will say this. I will say this. I, I had made one note before the show started, and it was about the old school Twix packaging. And I said, the old yes. school tw- uh, Twix packaging is amazing. Yeah, that, so, that commercial, too, was great. Yeah. Where you see yeah, the Twix, is. like, raining, or it's in space, or it's underneath the, the ocean and stuff. It was a rad commercial. <laughs> If you guys, get, if if you listeners out there uh, do seek this out, especially this block of programming that we're talking tonight, I, I would recommend finding the copy on the interweb that has the commercials in place because I was so happy to see a commercial break during this program. Uh, I was so happy to see a Twix and uh, whatever they're, you know what I mean? It's funny when you're a kid, you get so bummed out about commercials, but now as an adult, they're kind of like the best part. Yes. Especially when you're watching Roundhouse. (laughs) Especially when you're watching Roundhouse. It's absolutely right. (laughs) One thing about the commercials I enjoyed, and and I I, I think it happens a little earlier, this commercial pops up, but I got a kick out of all the New York One commercials because I watch New York (laughs) One now as an adult, like every morning, basically. So just to see that it was around even back in 1993 is is great like i forget new york one's been around that long so Forever, just a shout man. out to new york one <laughs> new york one cuz there's one new york can I bring up one thing, uh, another commercial? And I'm not sure if this I, – I think this was after Roundhouse. So did you guys ever have the Fisher-Price tournament table? <laughs> yes. I oh, was like wow. four games in one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I never had it. A few houses up the block, This uh, there was these two brothers who I used to hang out with, and they had it. And we were never allowed in their house. But they had a sleepover one night, and we were allowed in the house. They had the the Fisher-Price tournament table. We played that thing all night, and we got yelled at, and we snuck out of the house, and then we got kicked out of the house because we snuck out of the house. (laughs) Damn. But I'll just say this. The ending of that commercial, when when that red light is gleaming on the kid's face, and Uh it's like supposed to be like late at night, I always used to be like, man... I would play that. I would play that game all night, just like this kid did. I love how intense those kids! Like they're going in, playing all the, the three different yes. games: is air hockey, but it pool, works. And what's it the other one? Works. It's like I forget what the third yeah, one dude. is. But yeah, like they're it's billiards. Awesome. I think. <laughs> I wish they had like money. Like they were throwing down money, and taking bets and stuff. It was they're that like, intense. Yeah. It's like sweating. Like oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Their mom's like dinner's ready, and they just ignore her and continue playing. Yes. <laughs> There's like cocaine on. 
on it too. Like it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into our next show here, which is the Ren and Stimpy show. And I believe Louie, you, uh, you cover this one, right? Yeah. And speaking of shows that are all, it seems to be the theme tonight. Ren, this is Ren and Stimpy. So this is also going to be all over the place <laughs> when it comes yeah. to, uh, to my breakdown here. So, uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing most people know that the Ren and Stimpy show was usually broken up into two segments. There's usually two little, I think, like 12 minute long segments. They even use that as a joke. And in this episode, the first segment is haunted house. So Ren and Stimpy stumble across this old abandoned house and decide that it would be a great idea to kill 12 minutes, which just so happens <laughs> to be the length of the segment. Yep. On the show. I yeah. love that little nod. That is so hilarious. Mm-hmm. I do. I Very self-aware. <laughs> that's what I've always yes. liked about Serena Stimpy, how self-aware it is. So, once inside of the house, uh, we learn that there's a ghost – and he just wants to scare Ren and Stimpy, I guess, to prevent them from entering. We don't get much uh, backstory no. with him. He just kind of lives there and he do- he just wants to scare them, I guess, because they're coming into his property. Uh, side note, the ghost kind of reminds me of Droopy the dog, like with the voice and all that. <laughs> I don't oh, know if yeah, you guys yeah. know It's that. like a combination yeah. of Casper and yeah, Droopy the Dog. that's kind of what I got from it. And, and I, I'm assuming that's what they're trying to parody, like with his voice and stuff. He even kind of almost yes. looks like a Droopy ghost, I guess is what, what you could call him. So anyway, this ghost fails miserably uh, whenever he tries to scare them. So he, he does a, a bunch of different things throughout the episode. He tries making his face all distorted but quickly gets like squashed by the front door because Ren and Stimpy <laughs> kick it in uh, because that's what they do. Uh, he gets burned in a suit of armor by Stimpy. If I remember correctly, I think Stimpy thinks it's like a furnace or something and he uses log, which <laughs> yes. if you're a Ren and Stimpy fan, you know Stimpy loves log. And he cut. I think mm-hmm. they, the, the suit of armor cuts it in half. He tosses it in and burns the ghost. Um, at one point, and this is something I always got a kick out of, and it, 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 like this episode came back to me. I hadn't watched it in a while. And I was like, ah, this is this is that episode where they turn the ghost. Well, the ghost decides to hide in a a loaf of bread, <laughs> and <laughs> they pull a slice out. And at first, it's it, it seems like a normal sandwich. They're like peanut butter, marmalade. Then fish eggs, and then the fish. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Louis, I think, yes. Two things. I've never had marmalade. I wrote that in my notes. I've never had marmalade before. I, I've always wanted to try it, so I always thought that was funny. But you're, you, are, you are omitting a very important line that is said in the kitchen. What's that? That I am going to name a song. And it's called, You Shouldn't Juggle Strange People's <laughs> yes. Dishes. Oh yeah, yes. that's awesome. The, the funny thing about that is, like, isn't the uh, ghost outside of the kitchen like listening in on them, and you're just like the ghost is like, what yeah. the fuck? That's, <laughs> yeah. so. I will, I will, uh, I will quickly vouch for marmalade. It's very good, yeah. and uh, I will, I will also use that as a talking point to bring up the fact that a uh, 100 year old movie review recently surfaced and knocked Citizen Kane out from the best reviewed movie of all time oh and now God. Paddington 2 is the best movie <laughs> yes. of all time and, and I, I was telling Bryce Bryce you gotta watch this fucking movie Paddington 2 I know it seems ridiculous it's the most beautiful and you're like I don't it's know great. Talking it's great it's amazing <laughs> you finally watch it's amazing right yeah. yep okay. it's fantastic thank you it's on my, I, my yearly watch I, I was telling people to watch it because it's like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And they hot off of the trail of uh, Endgame. They're like, "Ah, oh, that's ridiculous. It's about talking bear. I'm like, you you're, you won't stop talking about this movie about a purple alien with a magic glove. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. No Lou. worries. Marmalade is a chance to bring up Paddington 2. Back to Red and Stimpy. Back to the show. Marmalade is good. It's basically jelly, yeah. like a fruit jelly. That's the mm-hmm. best way to describe Fresh it. Jelly, yeah. Um, so yeah, back to the to the to the peanut butter marmalade fish egg and fish sandwich. So I think Stimpy Stimpy grabs the sandwich and like takes a bite out of it. He's all hungry, and Ren kind of shushes him, and he's like, "How dare you? You know, be so greedy? Don't you know there are starving yaks out there?" <laughs> and mm. a yak shows up. <laughs> A, a, na- a shaved yak, because that's another Ren and Stimpy yes. 
joke that's constantly referenced. And they give this sandwich with the ghost in it to the yak. And the yak takes the sandwich, slams it against the wall, and starts punching the shit out of it because yaks <laughs> like to tenderize their food before they eat it. Right. So, this ghost is failing and constantly just getting the shit beat out of him. You know, so that's what's going on with him. They, they also – they also the ghost's logic here is that he can be burned and he could be – bonked and all yes, that and stuff yes. you know a lot of times there they can move through walls I, I, does he move through walls in this episode I don't even stuff? remember <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to think like the very very um not rounded out ghost logic here in ren and stimpy but uh oh. i guess i'm nitpicking wait you know? until we get to the end right, of this it's ren and stimpy. <laughs> yeah yeah so, right so some some of my other favorite attempts by the ghost are there's this one scene where they're kind of mimicking and parroting psycho where the ghost sneaks into mm-hmm. the sh- into the uh, shower, it, it goes black and white, and he I, I think he's just sitting outside of the shower about to like, you know, scare, wait to scare Stimpy. Stimpy grabs him and uses him as a towel. Um, <laughs> and and the, I actually have a, a, a little bit of trivia, I'll get to that later, with what leads into him going into the shower because they've re- referenced it in another ep- episode. Um, but another really funny... Uh, attempt by the ghost is he grabs a, a a bloody disembodied head at one point <laughs> and puts it under this under is, yeah. Ren's pillow to like I guess that's gonna that's gonna scare him. It's it's really weird. This entire scene apparently the scene's a deleted scene. I didn't I read this online. Yeah, oh. I don't think this aired huh. on the original. It's pretty grotesque. Yeah. That's what. That's why I, I wrote that down. I made a note of that. I was like, "That's kind of graphic for <laughs> yeah. you know a child cartoon." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what ends up happening is a tooth fairy type character named the Bloody Head Fairy shows up, <laughs> takes the severed head, places it between its butt cheeks. And then leaves two dimes and flies out the window. That's literally what happens. Leaves two dimes in Ren's ear. Yes, in his ear. I forgot that detail. You're right. (laughs) So, (laughs) eventually, again, this ghost, he's fucking having a nervous breakdown and he's stressed out and he snaps and grabs a chainsaw and a witch doctor mask and he just screams at Ren and Stimpy. And they confuse him for a trick-or-treater. He's just – this guy's depressed. He's, he, he wants to end it all and he quits as a ghost. He realizes that he, he just can't scare them. Damn, dude. <laughs> so st- – it's, like, uh, it's like 30 years, you know, before the film A Ghost Story. Yes. They, they're kind of working it out, you know. They, this John Kay is on some A24 stuff. <laughs> it's almost like this ghost just wait. I guess this ghost has never scared anyone before until Ren and Stimpy showed up. Like I guess no one's been around yeah. us. He's just oh, been okay. waiting there. Going back to your little yeah, uh, ghost yeah. story reference. <laughs> Yeah. So, so again, Stimpy, uh, Ren and Stimpy, they realize that the ghost is sad, and Stimpy tries cheering him up by giving him a bottle of poison. Yeah. The ghost drinks this poison and dies. I put a question mark next to my notes because I thought he was already dead Dude. since he's a ghost. <laughs> Assisted suicide. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Gavorkian. Uh, well, you remember the und- uh, the Lost Souls room at Beetlejuice? Yes. That's death mm, for the yes. dead. He becomes right. an extra ghost. So, uh, so, so Red and Stimpy, I guess, uh, jumped on that bandwagon when it comes to killing off a ghost and bringing them back to life because he comes back to life. <laughs> As a African American man named Rudolph, <laughs> which isn't he in more episodes than just this? Yes, he's also he looks very so happy. <laughs> he's a heavy set. Yes, he's a heavy set black man yes. named Rudolph, wearing he wearing like a little hat, and he's naked. And he leaves in a car, and <laughs> Ren and Stimpy wave him goodbye. That's how this segment ends. <laughs> Very weird, very strange, <laughs> Wild. and it's amazing. Wild. Ren and Stimpy are the best. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great show. It definitely, but when I did get Nickelodeon, and, and I, I, it's not like when I got it, I'd never yeah. heard of them. You know, I'd seen them at cousins' houses and stuff like that. But I remember seeing Ren and Stimpy and like, nothing is ever going to be this no. funny. You know, no. and, and it, it evolved comedy yeah. as we yeah. know it. Yeah, I, and I, I would love to see the... 
the boardroom meetings and and the pitch meetings and stuff like that because louis what you just described would not no not not that not that you did a bad job describing it. you did a, you described it exactly as it was but that would not get a show no you know what i mean if if they had described Probably that to not. nickelodeon they'd be like yeah that we're gonna look at something else we're gonna we're gonna get uh, you should watch happy happy joy joy yeah. that that red and stimpy documentary i think that'll explain it's, everything. it's great mm, yeah that's a great documentary it's, it's, it's a years ago I had met Bob Camp at one of the um, New York City Comic Cons, nice. and um, he is exactly what you think he would be as far as personality goes and as far as Ren and Stimpy goes, mm. because he's very crude. <laughs> so it, <laughs> Go his figure. personality certainly bleeds into the show, obviously. You know, there's one thing I wanted to mention. I always love the attention to detail with the grotesque images in Ren and Stimpy. Like oh, when he's yeah. laying down and his armpit is out. And then it's it's clearly just a zoom in of just, uh, you know, like a, you know, just like of a painting. Of like, like a, a really painting. gross looking uh, armpit. I'm right. so glad you brought that up. That's what I was thinking this whole time. is Because they, they continued that or they borrowed that in, in Spongebob. Yes. You know, mm. that they just randomly mm. have a zoom in of like a matte painting that's over the top of obscenely yeah. gross and detailed yes. and and yeah wonderful like just close up of of nose nose cavities yeah. at Ren and Stimpy <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. going back to the whole <laughs> armpit and shower thing that gag with like the whole like make sure you dry where the sun don't shine that was actually also mm. used in the Ren's toothache episode so <laughs> yeah oh, that was yeah. a running I gag that episode so, so disgusting Yes, <laughs> it's horrible. That that one, that one, that gave me nightmares more than any "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of "Are You Afraid of the Dark," let's jump into our final show that was on Snicker Treat '93, oh which is a classic and a staple. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, dude. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so I have to say this: "Are You Afraid of the Dark" is in my top probably five things favorite things ever I, I i will watch it anytime it's on i will read any kind of trivia i can about it anything that has to do with are you afraid of the dark i am all about <laughs> so i was very very happy that i was able to cover this episode so <laughs> i have a very brief breakdown and i break down things a little differently and i have lots of fun little things i found very interesting about the episode and i do have some trivia perfect so this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark is called The Tale of the Dream Machine. Basically, Sean and Billy accidentally stumble upon a magical typewriter, aka a dream machine, that can make both writing and reading what's typed upon become reality. Throw in a love interest and snack-loving teacher, and we have a fun <laughs> little episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. I love this episode. I remember watching it as a kid, and I thought it was like the most original story ever. <laughs> and whenever I would see, till this day, when I see a typewriter, an old typewriter, I think of this episode. <laughs> when I see an old yeah, typewriter, I, I think of ghostwriter. Can, can <laughs> yes. you guys tell me if, um, if, if are you afraid of dark was a Canadian production? It was. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Fucking knew yes. it. Fucking knew it. <laughs> with, with knowing nothing, just like it just seems Canadian. Yeah. Once you hear the first, a boot. You know it. Like, you already know it. Or sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to start off this breakdown with I always felt, and tell me if you guys agree, that Betty Ann always deserved or should have been with Gary as a lump as a love interest. Yes. Dave yes. always mentions that on our show. He's always talking about That's so how funny. The, how the two of them should have been together. I wrote music about them. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I do. I what, what album? The song. It's um. I had a second repress of my first album, Everyone Else That Isn't You, that had two bonus tracks, and that is one of the bonus tracks. It's called Betty Ann and Gary Forever and Ever. <laughs> you didn't make a whole <laughs> wow. concept album. Oh, about I one hundred percent could. So, all right, I'd, so, <laughs> I'd buy that shit. <laughs> so, you know, we open up this episode. Kiki's the one that's telling the story. Kiki has lost her voice, and she basically hands Gary a piece of paper to read off, and we get into the tale. Um, the tale the tale opens with these kids in school, and there's a teacher. I, this is my one of my favorite aspects of this of this episode is that the teacher's eating a fucking donut while she's <laughs> teaching. 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> She's eating the entire episode. <laughs> she really is. Yeah. I, had, I had a teacher just like her who would eat Wendy's uh, during the day, and we didn't know it at the time because we weren't as, uh, as I guess I used the word woke. We weren't as woke as a culture, and uh, that, that lady had depression, and she and, uh, and uh, she was the de- she was the downtick of my uh, academic life. Definitely, oh, no. <laughs> wow. Stop teaching and start eating Wendy's. Oh no! <laughs> so Sean and Billy they they stumble upon this typewriter. They actually kind of stumble upon this like lair that's hidden in Sean's apartment, <laughs> and it's there's. There's these. I forgot the name. I didn't write his. I didn't write the name down. But there's a writer, and it's supposed to be this writer who died, and that's how we come upon the dream machine. So Sean decides to write his first tale, the Halloween dance. Now let's just say this: that opening to the Halloween dance is Ooh. fucking fire. That song that yeah, comes on. Yes, <laughs> the aesthetic is on. It's it so Wait. good. Oof. And you know, you got I I call him Count Sean cuz he's dressed up like Dracula. So Count Sean like literally wastes no business with uh, with, with with the girl. It's almost that, erotic. <laughs> yeah. He wastes no time. And honestly, when they start to slow dance, like it's literally what dreams are made of. It's such a great scene. <laughs> And yeah. well, that's romance to Dave right there. That's, that's oh, it definitely it, it definitely is. You know, and then you know, like I said, we we keep going through the episode. He eventually writes another tale called Trap, where Billy is in this cemetery, and uh, there's an urban legend called Blind Paul, and um, this cemetery scene in particular reminded me of Pumpkinhead Two. It has a really strong mm. vibe. Like, uh, so the guy that directed Pumpkinhead Two is Jeff Burr. Je- it, to me, it reminded me of like a, a bunch of Jeff Burr films. So I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. seen uh, Leatherface, which is which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, Pumpkinhead Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very similar in aesthetic, and this to me had the aesthetic of those films. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I do have to say this: the vests that Sean, well, Sean is kind of dressed like a computer salesman slash Jerry Seinfeld. That's what I just kept thinking the whole time through the episode. Uh, He's a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> everyone on All yeah, Your Afraid so, of the Dark dresses like Jerry Seinfeld. It seems to be. Shit, yeah. Seems. <laughs> Must be a Canadian thing. Yeah. You know, so th- throughout the episode, you know, they start to figure out what this typewriter can do. And there's a scene where Sean and Jennifer, he had typed out this dream sequence where they're in this, like these clouds. And Bryce, this is a huge vaporwave vibe. Just like total like Windows 95, like (laughs) quiet, like, like very like low choir music playing in the background. Like I was just like, yo, like so ahead of its time. (laughs) And then Sean's like, uh, Jennifer, I want you to call me up after this dream. And I'm like, but does she have his number? That's what I kept thinking about the whole time. I wonder if she even has Sean's number. Damn, but anyway. you're right. <laughs> and then it cuts, and then we get a motorcycle telephone uh, oh, zoom in, yes. which is so good. <laughs> and the whole Halloween dance like kind of starts replaying itself, and they like they figure out like like whoever reads it, it, it like it keeps going. So I, I had wrote I wrote my notes. Is reliving the Halloween dance really that bad? But that's just my opinion. <laughs> Shit, yeah, Not for you, Dave. <laughs> that's just my opinion. So peak romance. We, you know, we we cut back now. The teacher's reading the stories, and she's reading and she's eating, and then she realizes she's out of donuts. And she's grasping for crumbs, and I was very very disappointed that she did not gather those crumbs. And make them into one little crumb ball and eat them because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, if uh, I do that so often, I was like, if she could just do it on TV, it'll show me that it's okay that I do that. No, no it's, it is okay. That. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed, but you know what? It's okay. So the teacher. Yeah. Now this is this is honestly my favorite part of the episode. The teacher decides to raid the kitchen in the well, I guess it's high school and it's really like a kid's dream to just <laughs> I, I love it 
I love it so much. It's so nostalgic. Like you see the little like drink maker <laughs> yeah. where it's like mixing constantly. Yep. And she gets a little bit of that. She walks around behind in the <laughs> kitchen. It is so nostalgic for some reason. It's amazing. <laughs> she takes a sip. She takes a sip of fruit punch. You know, there's cinnamon, mm-hmm. there's cinnabons galore. You know, she takes a bite out of a cinnabon. And then <laughs> I like how when they're looking for the teacher, they, they see a bitten cinnabon and they're like, she was here. That's the indicator <laughs> that the teacher was there. I want to know why she's so hungry. Like she's always like, I just want to. Like, why is this woman? As a, as, a, as a kid, you kind of always assume that the teacher's lounge is some magic place with with donuts and drink machines. But you get older, you find out it's really just a place they go to fart in privacy. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> take a shit in privacy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So again, now th- this has been my favorite part of this episode. So the emphasis is on this teacher and. She's going to the bathroom and she's reading the stories and she's still eating Cinnabons. She's eating Cinnabons through the hallway as she's walking. Then we cut to a part where she's literally on in, in workout gear riding a bike and she's got Cinnabons in her pocket and she's eating a pretzel while she's riding the bike. <laughs> And I was like, that's a real queen move right there. Like, queen shit. Yeah, wow. She's got some serious munchies. What's going on? <laughs> I, that's what always bugged me about this episode. I'm like, why is this woman so hungry all the time? And I was like, why? <laughs> it's it's a super interesting character trait. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, the- yeah. There there seemed to be no real reason for it that, that came up later no. or anything. It was just like, they decided, you know... That that was gonna be her that, thing. That shot yeah. of her in the stall eating eating food is hilarious. Like she's just <laughs> sitting there, you get like that wide shot, you see her feet and her reaching into like a bag or something to eat something. Like she's dropping a deuce and still <laughs> munching. It's it's amazing. <laughs> she she must it's, be a real like you know, union working actor or something. Because I think, like, if I got bit parts in acting roles, I'd be like, you know, can I have my character, like, eat the whole time? Yeah, get, a, get a free meal out of the job, too. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, the, the episode comes to an end. They figure out, like, you know, we can't really be writing or typing stuff on this typewriter. And because it all comes to life and it all, it all really happens. And um, that's basically the episode. Uh, it's a classic episode. Mm-hmm. At first when it came on, I was like, I don't know if I remember this, but then I was like, oh wait, no, I remember this because of Sean and his 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 nice vests and stuff. You know, I was just like, okay, this is definitely one of my favorite ones. Oh my God. I love that episode a, a lot. And again, I thought this was like an original story until I found out later that it was pretty well inspired by Stephen King's short story, Word Processor of the God. I did not know that. Pretty much the same thing happens. Wow. Does anybody eat excessive amount of food in that? (laughs) Uh, I don't believe so. I think it's just mostly cocaine, but I think that was during... Stephen King's cocaine oh, no. era. So I don't know. if there's no if there's no Cinnabons, I'm not interested. Yeah. No Cinnabons, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there you have it. Snicker Treat 93. Overall, where, where are your like final thoughts on it? Loved it. I'll go first. Yeah, it's it's when you watch it as a whole with all the commercials and everything, it is, it's a really fun, nostalgic trip. It gets you in the Halloween mood and stuff like that. But uh, gosh, if I have to watch Roundhouse by itself, I'm not sure I can do it, you know? Um, and, and in hindsight, again, in hindsight, um, all of the people who would come to light as – as sex perverts, um, it's all there. It's <laughs> oh, all there. No. It's all there. <laughs> we, it was all there. Think about the grossest thing in contemporary media. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But think about something weird and sketchy. Guaranteed whoever's behind it is going to turn out to be a sex pervert in a couple of years. You know, 100%. You can, yes. what, what about you, Louie? <laughs> um, again, I agree. Roundhouse, not a fan. <laughs> Still not a fan. Uh, 25, 30 years later, whatever, whatever the time frame is. Um, what I, what I do like about the block and two things stuck out to me. Um, I love how they put the programs together. I do love the little bumpers with the TV and the jack-o'-lanterns in it. I that also like the uh, voiceover with the Dracula talking mm, about the next yeah, show or yeah. the next program that's about to play. It, it, it definitely creates a Halloween atmosphere you know, for these two hours. So it works. I do wish some of the uh, shows had Halloween themed 
specific episodes, but you know, it still feels like it's all Halloween adjacent. Yeah, exactly. It, it yes. still feels like Halloween, and this aired on the thirtieth, so it was the day before. So it's perfect. It's a devil's night. I, yeah. I think it works perfectly for a, for Halloween viewing. Yep, I agree. What are your final thoughts, David? So I mean, honestly, I, I told you, Snick was a thing in my house, so. Watching this was really like, you know, just kind of brought back when I used to do that here. You know, like when I was 10, I was 10 when this came out, when this block came out. And um, it was certainly a ritual. And that's really the best way I can use that, the best word to use for this. You know, it was very ritualistic for me where I would get like mm-hmm. my mom would buy me McDonald's. And I would, you know, I would sit down and just watch everything and I would like stay up all night. And, you know, then I would go to Cinemax after, after Snick was done. Yeah. So, Cinemax <laughs> after dark. You know? Oh, yeah. You know? And then fire up saying, the hot that, Those were my out, nights. I was at, check out what's going on the Spice Channel. On that that hot Spice box. Channel. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I already said this at top. Like, I love this block, especially the Snicker Treat 93. I love all the episodes that premiered. Uh, with it and i i agree with you louie i kind of wish it was more halloween themed mm-hmm. episodes but the wraparound makes it feel very atmospheric and it gets you in the mood so my final words are you need to watch it it needs to be on like a halloween playlist for this year <laughs> i think it's worth noting too that like in this time i mean it's only fairly recent that you know uh, as a society, we've become Halloween obsessed overall. I mean, individually, maybe we have it, you know, I know all four of us have for our life and we have friends and stuff that have, but as a society, I mean, you when you walk into Target in October and it's wall-to-wall Halloween, yeah. I mean, that was mm-hmm. not that way back then. So, no. to have, no, to have a recent. block of shows and, you know, they just put up the scary themed ones, it, it does make sense for that era, you know. Um, it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear more Halloween content, you should definitely check out the Haunted Hangover podcast. And Louie, where can they find you guys at? Uh, you could find us on every social media platform at Haunted Hangover. We're on everything. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, more recent. TikTok. <laughs> uh, Ooh, and, you, and you can also uh, find us on your favorite podcast platform, YouTube. We're literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you, if you Google... Haunted Hangover will pop up, or you can just go to hauntedhangover.com. Ooh, nice. And I know that you uh, also make some music, David. Where can they find all that stuff at? You also do photography. So you could find my main source of social media is Instagram. So you could find me at Cody Culp, but the U is a V, C-O-D-Y-C-V-L-P. My website, seancemode.com. Very simple to remember. And uh, I have a new album coming out this year called Vault of Heaven, Love for All Mankind. Mm, I like that name. That's rad. Great name. Thank you. Louie, you're also a a filmmaker. Yes. Uh, (laughs) What's your latest project that people can watch? Uh, Right now, I have a a short film that's sort of screening at festivals because, you know, 2020 was a bust. So there weren't a lot of events Mm -hmm. going on. Um, I'm working on a pilot now. I'm working on some stuff. Can't really talk about it, but okay, you, you, okay, you, it's on the hush yeah, hush. Yeah, you can uh, <laughs> you can follow me at New Needle Productions or NewNeedleProductions dot com. You want to check out some of my stuff? That's the uh, easiest place uh, to view things of mine that I've worked on. So check it out. Perfect. We'll definitely give them all a follow. Listen to the Haunted Hangover podcast. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. This has been a blast. Thank you for having us, yes. I always love talking about Halloween with everybody, but especially you two dudes, because you live it every day. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) All the time. 24-7, 365. Yes. (laughs) Well, until next time, always remember to be kind. Rewind. And we'll all stay spooky. Spooky. 